paloma y ya voló. Oh, oh, ay, marinero navegó. blessed and so excited to be having this conversation with Alexander Lasalle. Alex, welcome and thank you for taking time out of this thank beautiful you, place to, to hang with us and talk and talk all kinds of wisdom and knowledge with us. <laughs> so, thank you for having me. So folks, you might know if you've been following us on, on Instagram and Facebook that we are in San Juan, Puerto Rico for Education Anew. Shifting Justice, uh, which is our um, grantee and partner convening. We do this every other year. Two years ago, we were in Memphis, Tennessee. And this is an intentional gathering to bring partners together and to have an opportunity for us to collaborate and conspire and interrogate and investigate um, the reasons that we do the work that we do. And we decided on San Juan. And one of those sort of magical elements of the work that we've been doing here is that we've really incorporated both the spiritual connection that Puerto Rico brings out in so many of us, the historical right legacy of what that means, and how that plays itself out in our lives, in our dreams, in our aspirations. And bomba, mm. right? Like mm. the Afro-Boricua, the Afro-Puerto Rican um, roots music. And so for those that don't know Alex, I will not do him justice by reading <laughs> his bio. Um, but I want him to begin by telling us a little bit about who is Alexander Lasalle. Well, first of all, thank you again for uh, for inviting me and having me here. I think I'm still trying to answer that question. Yeah. Who is Alexander who, Lasalle? Who is, you know? Who you, who know. you be? I, I be too many people at once. I think that's one of the disadvantages of being a Gemini. You know, um, there's no middle ground. But basically, I'm I'm a musician, mm-hmm. a father of mm-hmm. four, you know, husband. Um, cancer survivor, mm. uh, and just someone who loves my tradition and my roots, and um, whether it's the African tradition in Puerto Rico, or the African traditions you know, in Cuba, or La República Dominicana, or the United States, but more specifically, I'm the director of a bomba ensemble known as Alma Moyo, mm-hmm. um, which we've dedicated ourselves the last 17 years to the preservation of the older styles, the, the rhythms that are no longer played, the songs that are no, no longer sung, um, giving importance to that ancestral past while at the same time writing new material mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. using those old rhythms and those old styles in, mm-hmm. in a more modern context. Mm-hmm. You know, um, That's the work that I've done with Alma Moyo. And as well, that's also led me to being a teaching artist in, in the New York City public school system, mm-hmm. uh, where we take what we've learned from our elders and we pass it down to the next generation of inner city youth. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. been the bulk of my work the last uh, 18 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the importance of, of African ancestral right lineage, whether it's here in Puerto Rico, in the Dominican Republic, in Cuba, all over the many diasporas, right? Why, why does that live kind of core at the center of who you are? Well, I've always been uh, 
interested in finding the root of things, mm, you know, mm. since I was a kid. Like, I, even, like, something as simple as, as the cartoons, right? My favorite episodes were always the first episode, <laughs> you know? Why? Because they presented that origin, that what came before. And uh -huh. I even remember, like, Thundercats in the 80s. Like, Thundercats. You know, I know. And my favorite episode was the first episode because it showed that time before they were Thundercats, mm. you know? And so um, that really struck a chord with me in middle school. Mm. In middle school, um, when I was, when I experienced something that was uh, life-changing and it was something that made me question who I was and who I am and it made me say, uh, there has to be something more. Mm. What is being presented to me is not who I feel the truth, what the truth is. Um, what happened was is that I was accepted into a very prestigious uh, private school, you know, a prep school in the city, uh, just based on my grades, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's no way that my mother, who was a single mother of two, um, who never had any ed education, you know, she went to third grade, um, that was the highest level, level of education here in Puerto Rico in the 1940s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, at that time, she was working as um, a butcher mm. in Sloan Supermarket, mm. you know, when I went to enter seventh grade. Mm -hmm. She never had the time to, uh, to make it. My godfather, um, the, the husband of, my, of the lady who baptized me, she was mm -hmm. my maternal first cousin. Her husband, who was Jewish-American, Wall Street, you know, um, ultra-wealthy, mm -hmm. they always saw him, so they assumed he was my father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so when parent-teacher conference came in the middle of the year, I was straight A's. You know, my mother came in to pick up the report card and to see the school for the first time. And my mother is a black Puerto Rican woman. You know, I, I look Caucasian. I look white, you know. And so when my mother came in, I remember it was raining. It was in November. And my mother, she was soaked. She came in. She had just come off of one job. And she, with a very broken English, you know, you know, I come to pick a report card, mm. you know. And, mm -hmm. and the principal said, you know what, I'm so sorry. You know, um, Alex's mother signed that she was going to come pick this up. I can't give it to his nanny, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, no, sir, this, you know, my mother didn't know what to do, you know. And I said, no, this is my mother. Alex, you know, you're doing a really good job in school. Um, you're, you have straight A's. There's nothing for you to be afraid of. The teachers are going to speak really great. You know, but we can't give this to your nanny. Mm. And I was like, this is my mother. He grew so angry. He grabbed me by the arm, brought me to the office, called my house, and my aunt had to explain to him, break it down. That black woman that you see standing there is the woman who gave birth to him. Mm. You know, at which point he was super apologetic. I'm so sorry. Gave her a whole tour of the school, of the school. but within... Six months, I was kicked out of the school for mm. being a bad influence on the other students, mm. um, and so that set up set off like a whole bunch of questions I needed to ask myself, and it began like a moment of like, where do I come from? Who am I? Mm. Um, you know, and if it wasn't for that moment, mm. you know, I wouldn't be who I am today. That's so, well, first, thank you for mm. sharing that story. Um, I have what we, you know, what we call... Peluco, goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, goosebumps. To everyone who's listening, just really important, right, how these early, 
experiences, how they shape um, who we are, both are traumatic and yet they root us, right? They root us Mm -hmm. in our, um, what will be our identity, right? Mm -hmm. As we, as we grow and, and navigate this world. So where are you from? You know, I am uh, a blend of, you know, on my father's side of, of European descent, you know, um, I didn't, ever get to really know my father and I didn't I wasn't raised around that side of the family but I know that that's their origins and of African descent which is on my mother's side um, I'm Puerto Rican mm-hmm. I am from the Caribbean you know mm-hmm. so I really when you ask me where are you from I say I'm from the Caribbean mm-hmm. and then if the people want to insist then I start breaking down Puerto Rico but there's so much to who I am you know I, just to say I'm Puerto Rican doesn't do it justice I mean you know I'm, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican by birth my spiritual godparents who initiated me into into the Afro-Cuban tradition of Palo were from Cuba and I was raised around them since I was a kid as mm-hmm. well and so I, I consider Cuba to be my second home mm-hmm. um, my wife is Dominican and my and my children are, are half Puerto Rican half Dominican so they are a part of me so the Dominican Republic is also a part of me you know my, my mother's origins are from Haiti mm-hmm. you know um, so I, it's, I'm Caribbean mm-hmm. you know I'm Caribbean mm-hmm. That's, you know, and then if you want to really get to, like, details, I'm from Moca, Puerto Rico. <laughs> but, you know, who I am is a, is a, is a descendant of African um, Puerto Ricans who, who practiced these traditions and had it stripped away. Mm. And by the beauty of, of how these traditions work, without my family having to teach me, mm. I learned it. Mm. You understand? It came back. It, you know, that's the concept of bambula, whether in bomba or palo or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's to be brought back to that collective unconscious, mm. to that community's memory, and, and, and return to your source. Mm. So. I oftentimes ask the question, how do we remember? Even when I, as I'm thinking about the closing comments in this conference, how do we remember to remember, right? Mm. That we were here. Um, so when we get into the busyness that this current life asks of us like how do we stop and remember and I feel like um, I'm feeling a real connection to what you're saying right that we've always known we've always known yeah you talked about these traditions and I know earlier this morning we had a session Mm -hmm. where you and other uh, practitioners of of African-based religions talked a little bit about right Mm -hmm. uh priests Priesthood in the hood. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> so I, I, I'd love for you to talk just a little bit about, you know, as much as you'd like. Um, like, what do, what do these traditions, and for those that obviously you can't see, I'm making air quotes. Yeah. Like, what, is, <laughs> what is that? Like, what do you mean by that? All right, yeah, these traditions, what I'm talking about is uh, specifically the African indigenous traditions of the Americas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my specific religious system, spiritual system, I practice two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised in the Mayombe tradition of Cuba, the Afro-Cuban system known as Mayombe, which is now no longer just Afro-Cuban. It's part of the Afro-Puerto Rican experience. It's part of the Afro-Venezuelan experience. It's part of the African-American experience. You mm-hmm. know? And by American, I mean North, Central, South, and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's the tradition that came from the Congo, from enslaved Africans who were brought to Cuba. You know, Africans were brought empty-handed, but never empty-headed. So they were able to recreate their religious system and recreate their traditions here from their memories. 
you know, and from the community's collective memory, because they all got together and said, well, I remember this and I remember that. And, mm-hmm. and then eventually priests were also enslaved and brought over. Mm-hmm. So they were able to continue the practice. And it's been passed down from generation to generation to generation where you undergo a system of initiation you know, that lasts anywhere from three to seven days. And uh, you are initiated into these traditions and you, and you continue to practice these traditions. So the Mayumba tradition is a nature-based tradition where you're given, for example, you know, the Seba tree mm-hmm. is sacred to us. Um, why is it sacred to us? Because of the roots being so big and grounding itself into the floor. Mm. And why is that so important? You know, because we have to be like the Seba tree. You know, Telama Luimbanganga. We stand upright like chiefs. We have to learn how to stand upright no matter what's going on, no matter if the hurricane is blowing and no matter if it's raining, we have to still be able to, and our roots have to be, the stronger the roots, the stronger our connection to the earth and to our roots and to our ancestral past, the stronger we stand. Mm. And so the Seba tree is used as a symbol of this because of its huge roots. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't even describe it. Easily 20 mm-hmm. feet in diameter, um, 10 feet high, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're huge roots that, that underground extend even further, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of feet. And so when the storms come, that's the one tree that you're not going to mm-hmm. de-root. You know, it's, that's the one tree. So it's, given, it's a symbol. And that's a tool for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we use that as a tool. So we'll sing about um, how we are Seba trees. Mm-hmm. We'll sing about, and then we learn the importance of why. Mm-hmm. And that, we use that in our daily lives. You know, whenever we're going, we remember, you're, tu eres una Seba. You know, remember, you're, you, you are the Seba tree. And that will re-remind us to root ourselves in mm-hmm. whatever's going on in the day. So that's just an example. And we are given mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these little um, um, tools mm-hmm. that help us remember who we are and ground ourselves and go about life and able to conquer um, fear and, and, and injustice and whatever else is going on in our lives. So you know what? I'm going to ask you to sing. Because um, <laughs> I've told you um, right, that you're one of my favorite singers. Thank you. Um, but I, I want to, I'd love to connect because it's such a beautiful image, right? Mm-hmm. I can see it in my mind's eye, this mm-hmm. tree that's so deeply, deeply rooted in the earth. Um, and here we are. We are in like the, a vestige. We're in, mm-hmm. in beautiful San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's We've been... Here collaborating, we've been singing, we've mm-hmm. been dancing, we've been learning. Crying together. And crying together, yes. right? We have been, we've been doing it all. And, um, and we are reminded, though, that um, right, Puerto Rico is still a colony, mm-hmm. sort of this last vestige of imperialism and colonialism in the United States under a La Junta, right? Under a fiscal board that was not elected, um, and so some of these tools that you're talking about, right, of standing your ground and standing deeply rooted to the earth, I wonder from your perspective as, um, you know, as a, as a priest, right, these religions, as a, 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 a Boricua, right, um, as a musician that's deeply tied to the roots, right, of, 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 this, of these traditions and this music, how do you um, how do you connect them all to to what's happening in Puerto Rico? I always go back to the source, to the mm. root. You know, this, these are all African traditions, and so the, I, I find I, I use that first as a basis for myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, so when I have to go into a space of bomba, 
or a political place or whether I'm going to a school or whether I'm going, I bring with me the teachings of these traditions, mm. you know, and I will use them no matter. So there's no like on and off switch. It's just mm. always there. The more we're taught our roots, the more we're taught our history, the more we're taught our culture and our traditions, mm -hmm. I feel like the better we are prepared to go forward and use it and, and be able to use it in all these different aspects of our lives. It's what, whether you are of, you know, from Puerto Rico, whether you're from Cuba, whether you're from um, Sweden or the United States, or it doesn't matter. You know, it's what connects us all. It's, the, it's that vital life force energy. Um, it's what we know as moyo. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in English, it became mojo. It's that mojo. <laughs> And, and it's your mojo. It's the mojo, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's such a beautiful word. That's mm -hmm. such an intense word that, that over time has taken on other meanings in the United States and in the, and in the language of, in the Creole language that's spoken in the United States, that Creole English, mm -hmm. you know, um, where mojo has taken on another. But the, the origin of that word is so beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's the, it's the vital life force energy. It's what gives us all the ability to breathe and live and, and be present and be here and be conscious, mm. you know. And so um, it's who we are, right? It's who we are. It's the essence out, you know, you look past the shell, mm. you know. Um, and that to me is so amazing because it, that has no color, that has no political affiliation, that has no nothing. That is just pure energy and pure that connects us to the source, to the mm. divine. Um, in, in, in these traditions, there is, you know, we don't say God the Father or even, you know, the Goddess Mother because we feel like by, um, by giving the all-powerful, you know, uh, sex, whether male or female, um, we are belittling the divine to the state of man. Mm. Understand? Mm. And so for us, you know, God is just divine energy. And it's divine energy that is found within all of us. And so through that divine energy, I'm taught that, you know, you know, there is no difference between you and me. Mm -hmm. So the way I treat you is how I'm treating myself ultimately. Mm -hmm. And so if I treat you with disrespect, if I treat you with anger, if I treat you with hate, you know, that's what I'm ultimately doing to myself. Mm -hmm. The same vice versa, you know. Um, and so... It allows me to to be able to just see past the outside of people mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. go to the source and just love everyone for who they are, mm -hmm. you know, um, regardless of who they are, regardless of what's going on, you know, um, and just be present. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just... I don't know if that helps to answer or whatever. I wanted to a little yeah, tangent great. there. <laughs> I, you know, I am... So one of, one of the, the, I think, the talents... Um, I always remember, for folks that are listening, I used to take bomba classes, yes. and Alex would, would <laughs> drum, and I would always be really nervous when they called you out to dance in front of the drum, because when when I would be like, oh, maybe he's going to go to the bathroom, or maybe he's going to take a break. <laughs> um, and I actually remember very clearly the first time that you were drumming, and then I danced, and I was really nervous, um, in part because I... Like, was that in Brooklyn, or in the Planetos? No, it was in El Barrio. Yes. And I remember being like, oh, no, he's back from whatever break. <laughs> Not because I, I didn't want, but because I felt sort of really, right, like intimidated mm. by, by the genius, right? Oh, We've wow. been hashtagging this whole weekend, Elevate the Genius, but by the genius that was in front of me, 
when um, when you were drumming and singing. And you know, and, and I don't say that just because right we're on mm -hmm. a podcast and, and you're here in front of me is what I actually believe. Thank you. Um, and so um, I I um, I you know I'd love for people that are listening to I'm um, one that's why I'm gonna ask you to sing. <laughs> um, but but also you know tell us about like that world of drumming and and singing and you know sometimes uh, i mean i have very clear pictures of of um being in spaces with you where you're drumming and singing and i do feel like um all all the all the peoples are there with us those that have come before us and even those that um will come after mm -hmm. it feels very powerful and yes. real to me so tell me just a little bit about what that means to you well that's something that you know and then you use the word picture you know that you you know and that's exactly the way i was taught um by my godfather when i was a young kid he always used to tell me take pictures take mental pictures of every moment of your life you know don't and so sometimes people will just get like catch me like looking out into the crowd. I love looking out into the faces of people. Just, you know, snap, little snaps, little, little pictures. Um, and I bring that with me everywhere I go. And the same goes with my ancestors. I bring them with me everywhere I go. And I do what I do to honor them, you know, and, and in change that helps me honor everyone else around me. Um, so when I sing... The very first thing I do, I mentally ground myself to call. It doesn't matter what the song is singing about, honestly. You know, uh, it, what matters is that who I'm, that my audience is there, and my audience are my ancestors. My audience are those who came before me, who many gave their lives for these traditions to still be here. Um, there were times where, where bomba, in, in you know, legally was not allowed to be done on this island. You know, yes, some plantation owners allowed enslaved Africans on Saturdays or Sundays because they thought that by doing this, they'd give them a little bit of happiness and they wouldn't revolt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where the, we know now that the exact opposite happened. Mm -hmm. they, when they took this time to, in the middle of the dances, to 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 plan what the revolts were going to be. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but you know, I, I do this for them, and, I, and so that's the first, that's my first practice, so when I sing, when I drum, you know, every time I hit the drum, every, you know, I, I imagine like a burst of energy that just opens up this portal to, to my ancestors, every time I sing, I, I, I'm praying that my, that the vibrations in my voice are able to reach them, you know, um, and to me, it's because it's healing for me, but by extension, I feel like I feel like at least you know it's healing to those around me as well. Um, I don't I don't have you know trained voice. I was never you know I, I never learned how to sing. I just something that I like to do since I was a kid. Um, and then to hear these traditions is something that just moves me in a way where I get sometimes emotional even when I'm singing. Like and I, and sometimes people will catch me like crying as I'm singing or and they're like what's wrong and there's nothing wrong it's just that that, that connection is so strong it gets emotional mm -hmm. um, at the same time I it brings back a lot of memories mm -hmm. you know I'm someone who's very stuck in my in my memories sometimes you know um, I'll remember the elders who taught me these songs and I'll remember you know that they're no longer with us and I'll remember my god my godparents the, the advice they would give me 
or a moment or even just like a brief moment, you know, when maybe we were playing this song years ago mm-hmm. and, and what mm-hmm. was going on at the time. And that nostalgia, you know, kind of like creeps up and then, you know, I get really emotional as well mm-hmm. uh, when I sing it. So it's it's so much involved in it. Um, and I'm super happy when I get to see other people enjoying it as well. That really moves me because I feel like they're having the same experience, you know, and they're mm-hmm. going through the same thing and they're able to connect with their roots and with their origins and with their source, regardless of where they're from, mm. you know, so. So I, you know, I am, um, so part of the, the other conference that was here with us um, this week was Grantmakers for Girls of Color, mm. which I feel really honored yes. to be a part of and, and to have help bring to Puerto Rico. Um, it's a you know group of amazing sisters you know mm-hmm. doing good work and some brothers too, yep. but it's mostly women. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the one of my jobs there was actually to to do an overview of uh, on the on the day of the keynote to do an overview of what everybody had been listening to, and I decided to actually do. Emanuela helped uh, do a call and response, and it was it wasn't a song, but it was just like an overview of what we had been listening to, and everybody the response was, "And we gonna get free." Mm. Right, because um, we had heard this ama- these amazing speakers, and so I would love. Um, I I do not sing ever, <laughs> barely by myself sometimes, but I would love for you to take us home with some sounds that are, that like help us remember actually that we that we are gonna get free. That this work is about freedom. It's about liberation. And that it lives in all of us, right? That we are not necessarily uh, waiting for freedom to come. That we're creating freedom every day in these conversations, in these moments, being here in Puerto Rico in solidarity with our brothers and sisters. Like, take us home with some, with some, with some, uh, with some of that sound that I, for one, can say I've been in the audience listening to you. I know that that. The, we are gonna get free when I listen to you. So um, I'm building it up, y'all, because it's gonna be good. So oh, <laughs> and after three days of singing, my voice is like, oh. uh, <laughs> but I'll sing. I'll do the best yeah. I can. So take um, us, remind us, remind us in this way that is not that is both spiritual and intellectual and curious and grounded that we are gonna get free. Mm-hmm. All right, let me see where I can go with that. Me la pusiste difícil ahí. Me la tiraste. Me la tiraste fuerte. But all right. Um, I guess uh, something that, I mean, I'm, before I was even a bomba singer, um, I, started, I started out as a, a singer of mambo, of traditional Afro-Cuban mambo, like palo songs, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. religious songs. Um, and that gave me the, the skeleton to be able to sing bomba, right? The, mm-hmm. the framework. Um, so I think... Uh, and a lot of those songs talk to just that. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, I'll probably go into a Mambo de Palo. Mm-hmm. And then who knows, I'll mm-hmm. maybe go into a Bomba or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. Oh, I got it. This is a song um, that was taught to me my, by my godfather. You know, um, Florencio Miguel Garzón Ayala, who passed away three years ago. He was from... Uh, Pogoloti, Cuba, you know, which is found in Havana, in Marianao. Um, his grandparents were from Pinal de Rio, mm-hmm. and this was something that he learned from his elders, who learned it from their elders, who learned it from their. So this song is pretty, uh, pretty old, 
And it's a mambo de palo that says, Oya ya lube lube, Oya ya huenanganga. Simuna unfinda lutombo waserere, Mona lutombo lo wasimensu, Lutombo nganga waserere. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll uh, translate it later. But it goes like this. It goes, Oya ya lube lube, Oya ya huenanganga. For us, you know, Mayombe, the religion itself is considered feminine. It's, it's, it comes from the source because only the feminine can give birth, you know, only. And so because Mayombe is constantly giving birth to new things and new ideas, it's considered feminine. So it's saying, oh, yeah, yeah, lube, lube, we have come to the river, you know. Oh, mothers, we have come to the river. Oh, yeah, yeah, kwendangang. It is here, mother, where the chief, where the specialist leaves, you know, mm -hmm. to the other world. Um, and it repeats, oh ya ya lube, lube, oh ya ya kwenangang. Then it goes on to say, Simunan finda lutombo waserere. If we do not make it to the forest's edge, you know, Muana lutako lo wasimensu. Please allow our children to at least be able to see that edge, that forest edge. Lutombo nganga waserere. It is here where, this, where, uh, where we become specialists and find peace. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and this was a song that was sung by members of my house. It's in traditional Kikongo language. And it reminds us that for what we're fighting for, we may not see, That's you know, right. we may not see, but we pray that our children see. And if they don't see, maybe those who come after them. And so it reminds us that what we do is not for us. That's right. You know, what we do is for all of us and for those who come after us. And for, so do the best you can now. So that we can, you know, so we can hold that space, and then for them, and then it goes on to say, lutombo nganga, We we look for, you know, we are listening for the sound of peace. We are listening, We are listening for the sound of peace. Lutombo nganga. This is where we will all become specialists mm. when we can hear the sound of peace. You know, it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. I sing it and I feel like the, the emotions and the energy and, you know, just every, I hear my godfather's voice, you know, from, from beyond just, you know, reaching out. And I can hear my godmother's laughter. I can hear um, who passed away four years ago due to cancer. Um, and then I remember why I wanted to do this. Yeah. You know? So, um, so I'm going to 
close us out, but mm -hmm. um, I'd love for you to close us out singing. <laughs> um, I, I've been moved to tears, um, like I knew I would. <laughs> but I just think that message, right, of when we hear the sound of peace, mm -hmm. I do believe that we're going to get free. I don't oh, yes. know that I will see it in this lifetime this lifetime, my lifetime, but, you will see it. but I believe that I will see it. And this work, mm -hmm. this work of justice, whatever that might mean to you, is the work. It's been a long time coming, That's so right. we'll see it. I don't believe that the arc always bends towards freedom, but I do believe that we will get free. Yes. So, um, yes, that's divine. That's it. Bring us home, Alexander Lasalle. Okay. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know, if you're looking for this man, <laughs> uh, you can find him lots of places, but is there anywhere online, Alex, that people can find your music, that they can find you, um, that they can ask you to sing more for them yeah. if they I want mean, to? Right now, the only... Uh, I've been literally cutting away more and more at mm -hmm. my ties to, like, social media and mm -hmm. to everything else it's i feel like it's been a distraction mm -hmm. um it's it's a it's a beautiful tool in one way and at the same time it becomes a distraction if mm -hmm. you don't know how to like really i think schools need to be like in like integrate like whole curriculums based on like how to deal and how to work through how social, to get free how to get free media. from social media <laughs> and so so i've cut down most of my accounts so right now the only one that's left open is is uh my facebook account mm -hmm. um so you can look for me under alex lasalle um, mm -hmm. um my email is alexander lasalle at yahoo.com you mm -hmm. can if you put that in in facebook you'll come up to my page okay. uh uh, and if you if you still don't know who it is, just look for the guy with the patch, All you know, right. the eye patch. Um, <laughs> and you can find our music on iTunes. Just yeah. search under Alma Moyo, A L M A M O Y O, iTunes, um, uh, as well as CD Baby, um, Amazon. Mm -hmm. We're just we're All out right. there. We're out there. Great guys. So we remember that's Alma Moyo, A L. A-L-M-A-M-O-Y-O. -O. You can find them on iTunes and Amazon and all of that good stuff. Please do look for them. Yes. Um, and if you were trying to find Alex, we'll find him on Facebook <laughs> like we find, find everybody yeah. else. Or maybe he'll find you, actually. Yeah. Um, so take us home, Alex. I, like I said, I moved to tears. I'm going to close my eyes and have you close us out. All right. So uh, we'll, go, we'll go from Cuba to Puerto Rico all now. All right. Uh, we'll close this off with a bomba. Um, one of my favorite bombas mm -hmm. this, uh, is, and it's sung traditionally in, in different ways around the island, but I like the, the, the Loisa version, you know, um, and it's the one that goes bambula ese allá, you know, uh, bambula, again, the act of, and the process of re-remembering who you are, and so the song actually speaks to that, it's, it says, together we will re-remember who mm -hmm. we are, you know, um, so it goes, uh, Bambula ese allá, cesa, contigo nada más, se allá, se allá, cesa, contigo nada más, cesa, bambula cesa, bambulea, cesa, bambuladure, cesa, bambulea, y bambula ese allá, cesa, contigo nada más, cesa, contigo nada más, cesa, contigo nada más. That's it, y'all. That's the way to do it. You've been listening to 
El gran Alexander Lasalle. Thank you so much, Leticia. Here with us thank in you. Puerto Rico. Yeah, thank it's you. been an honor. Thank you again.